0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 172. My God, today, I don't even want to talk about the whole hour and probably five minutes that I lost. Yeah, I had an amazing episode recorded, and I was in the middle of recording. I didn't even want to talk about it, but I had to be honest because ugh, I'm so annoyed, but whatever. Whatever. We're here, we're back. That's not going to stop me. We're going to continue with these topics. (laughs) And I'm going to start from the beginning, since you guys obviously can't hear the other recording, because it's gone. It's gone. It's it's erased, deleted, mystery, gone in the ether, the zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. (sighs) Let's talk about grifters in Christ. (laughs) Let's, Let's start there. Grifting in the name of the Lord. Um, I woke up early this morning at 5.15 a.m. And though that is the time I would usually wake up when I'm on my way to work, uh, I, my body is still waking up to that even though I'm not on my way to work. And in these moments, I see it as an opportunity to be still. I see it as an opportunity to be at one with myself. Because, you know, I look at myself as an extension I know that sounds may that may sound weird to some, but I I'm with myself. I'm not by myself. So in those moments, I was just like reflecting. I wasn't on my phone yet. I was looking out into the in, into my windows. I have beautiful views here. I was just with my stillness. It was a good time. And then I go on Instagram, because you know, after. After you do all that, I know people like to be like, oh, you know, I wake up, I work out for an hour, I, I go on a nice 30-minute walk. <laughs> no, I roll over, hot breath and all, logging on to Instagram. That's what I'm doing. But no, this time I didn't take, um, I didn't take uh, like a quick time to go on Instagram. I took a moment to myself in stillness. But yes, I went on Instagram and i'm scrolling through i'm scrolling through and i come across you know how instagram is even though you may not be following someone and i don't have this person blocked but like i've heard even if you do have someone blocked their content still appears <laughs> on your on your timeline i don't know why that is but anyway this person was not blocked but i came across his contact uh, on his uh content and i i remember him because I used to follow his account on Instagram like almost probably two or three years ago. I don't know him personally. I'm not going to say his name. Um, but I used to follow his account a little while ago. And during that time when I followed his account, his account was more so of the focus of Christ. Jesus, you, you saw the name, you read the name Jesus on his account. Um, it was obvious that he was a follower of Christ or that he was presenting. I'm going to say that instead that he was presenting himself as such. He would say the name Jesus in his, in his, um, bio, Instagram bio. And I'm being specific with that because I don't think people recognize the power of words when it comes to saying the name Jesus. I think in the times that we're in now and that we have been in for a little while now, there's this avoidance to say Jesus, to speak his name, to be very clear. Oh no, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm not, I'm not a new age. I'm not a spiritualist. I'm not religious. I'm, you know, people be like, Well, you know, there was a a certain period of time when people would be like, I'm I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, right? So, during that time, and to this day, what that means is, I don't really follow Christ like that, I'm not, you know, I didn't give him, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't accept him with my, with my all, you know, how, if you grew up in the church, there's a particular language that they use, like accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Um, you sacrifice, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, um, nowadays, those who are more spiritual, who present and say that language more specifically, they do so and they deliberately avoid saying the name Jesus. And even with, like, Holy Spirit A lot of new age believers now are saying, oh, spirit told me to do that, right? They don't say Holy Spirit. They don't say the Spirit of God. They just say spirit. So now this spirit could be, you know, there's a lot of spirits around. Again, we're spiritual beings in a flesh, right, in a physical body, in a vessel, but we're spirits first. So which spirit are you referring to? So when some people are saying, oh, spirit led me to talk to you. What? You better be specific, bitch, (laughs) because if it ain't holy, I don't want to hear it. Okay? (laughs) I'm not trying to listen. But anyway, a lot of these new age believers, these new age Followers, they speak of this and they deliberately avoid saying the name and speaking the name of Jesus. This Instagram profiler, um, profile who I used to follow, he used to specifically say Jesus. He used to um, made it very clear that he was a follower of Christ, yada, yada, yada. Yet, when I watch this Instagram reel that popped up on my algorithm because you know, that's how Instagram is. When you start liking a couple of things, they will present more things of that same theme, of that same ilk. And lately, I've been liking different tech um content as far as like working in tech day in the life of tech, because I'm, I'm kind of interested in that field to see what it's about. Um, I'm hearing that that's where the money resides, and I want to make more money. You know, there's a lot of um, interest and pull and engagement in the field of technology. So I, of course, will go on Instagram as well as YouTube to see people, and content that shows tech careers. So because of the time that I've spent liking and watching videos and different content that talks about careers in tech, this guy came on my feed even though I don't follow him anymore. So what's interesting about me coming across his content is that he used to have his profile specific to following Christ, you know, Romans four verse da, da 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 like always had a verse up. It was this whole less of me, more of him type of rhetoric. And again, if you grew up in the church, you'll know like these are the same sayings that you would hear very frequently. Like it's nothing new to you. But for those of you who are not familiar, this type of, when people say, oh, less of me and more of him, what they say is reduce my ego. Reduce my my desire to boast, to brag, to be selfish. Instead, um, fill me up with the mind of Christ. Fill me with the heart of Christ. Make me more humble like Christ. Make me more generous and patient like Christ. And all these attributes that are virtues of the Holy Spirit. So this was more of... The the branding that I would see from this Instagram profile, but now, when I noticed that this Instagram reel of this guy is about, oh, what what he talking about? He was like, oh, I just uh, started my career in tech, and um, now I'm making fifty five thousand dollars more than I did in my previous career. In my previous role, in my previous job position. And I immediately felt repulsed. And why is that, right? Well, why why can't, you know, you may, be, you may be thinking, you know, why is that, Maxine? Like, why can't you just believe that? Why is that immediate to thinking he's a grifter? One, because he is. One, because he is. Let's just be very clear. I think... Um, when someone is scamming, like there is, there's no hiding it anymore. Once you're aware of their scamming ways, even though they, even though they may be scamming in a new field, right, a new focus, they've been scamming all along. And I'm saying that he's a grifter in Christ because going onto his page. Like I said before, it was always about Christ. It was, um, there was a moment in time when he would do like slam poetry. Um, he was a poet for a while and he, you'll see videos of him performing his poetry. Um, he would do these like talks in how to be more like Christ and like how to just be a follower of Christ. and. At this point, I feel like all of it was a lie. And I I hate to be this person who is bitter, because it sounds like I'm bitter, right? It it sounds like I'm just immediately negative when it comes to people who even remotely want to share anything good. But I think when you do it in a way that is deceptive, of course, I'm going to look at you as a grifter. Okay? I'm going to look at you as someone who is just coming off from an opportunity to scheme others in benefit of you. So his Instagram profile, I took a screenshot of it, so I'm looking at it right now. I'm going to read it verbatim. Like I said before, it used to only say things that were specific to Typical Jesus Christ rhetoric, right? So like less of me, more of him. Um, it would have a verse reference there. It would say Jesus Christ follower or follow of Christ. That's typically how it's, it's um, worded. For those who follow Christ, that's typically how it's worded, like follow of Christ, right? I'm going to read to you exactly what it says now. So it says his first name and his last name, and then next to it, it says tech and faith. Now, what's interesting about the fact that he said faith is, faith is um, an ambiguous term. Faith is not exclusive to Jesus Christ. Faith is not specific to Christianity. Faith is even used by atheists. Okay, atheists use that term and they reword um, the meaning of it. They make it their own because nowadays, you know, words mean anything. Words don't just mean one thing anymore. You could change it to whatever because language is fluid, says AOC. Like, AOC, shut the fuck up. You sounded so dumb talking about, I don't know why people are making such a big deal about using the word Latin X and you know gender is fluid and language is fluid too so people should adopt the latin x term in describing the hispanic community when even the hispanics in the community are rejecting that like hey y'all shut the fuck up you change your shit every 5 days talking about oh this is more politically correct if things are not correct today but they're incorrect or they're correct later on, we're always changing, we're always, no, no, no. We have to have a standard and stick to it. People are tired of immediately changing something that is ridiculous and unnecessary. When you look at the Spanish language, growing up when I was learning Spanish in school, there was a feminine way to say something, and there was a masculine way to say something, right? When you say Latina, that means a female latin person when you say latino that is a male latin person it distinguishes the gender because there's two genders i'm sorry is that too much is it too early in the pod for that but the point is it there's an order order in the court there's an order amongst the chaos and now we're living in a time when chaos is the order up is down down is up but anyway, ALC just gets on my nerves with that bullshit, talking about how, oh, you know, gender is fluid, so language is flu-. No, it's not. Can you shut the fuck up? Like, even the people in your damn community are talking about, nah, bitch, we're not doing that. It's Hispanic. It's Latino. It's Latina. It's what, it, like, stop it. No one's talking that political garbage over here. <sighs> going back to this nigga, this grifter in Christ. That's, that's how I'm going to call him, to make it specific. But this grifter in Christ... So it says tech, and it says faith, right? Um, There's the praying hand emoji, or some people see it as um, a high-five emoji, however you want to see it. But he uses that as the emoji next to faith. And the rest of his bio includes verbatim quarter millionaire in tech. It took less than a year. Helping others get six-figure tech careers tech bootcamp discounts and it links to uh, a link that uh, goes direct to a bootcamp that he's funded or that he's trying to get money off of. Right. And what I find to be perturbed about this bio is you making a quarter millionaire dollars from, from what in tech. Okay. But what are you doing though? Like, I hate when people talk about money and they're quick to say, just like in the Instagram post that I saw that came on my feed from him, even though I don't follow him, talking about, oh, I make $55,000 more than I did from my previous role, from my previous career. Okay, but what did you do? What, hello? What, in what though? Like, what is your actual role? Are you an engineer? And are you a, like, are you a founder? Like, what are you talking about? You're just saying all these, like, you're saying these words that you know will get people to go to your account and trust that, oh, he knows what he's talking about, and wow, it only took him less than a year to make a quarter of a million dollars? Oh, I want to follow what he says. I want to listen to him. I'm going to give him my money and, excuse me, and apply and register for this boot camp that he's in or that he leads. Like, first of all, what, who the fuck are you? What resume do you have? What are your credentials? What are you talking about? you going to build me a house, but do you have your construction license? Like, what are we talking about? I, I use it as an example, but the point is, there is no validity. Instead, there are these keywords that he uses to garner attention. And being that tech is now this trendy keyword that we're seeing quite often now in social media, in YouTube, in different platforms, he's jumping on that bandwagon. And he decided to add faith at the tadpole, you know, at the end of his uh, Instagram profile bio because for those who were followers of his account prior to this new brand of his, they knew his account to be specific to following Christ. Yet, they're, I think he's trying to cater to that group because it's like, oh, well, he can't do a complete 180. Otherwise, they're gonna call him out on it, or they're going to call him bluff, right? So I'm gonna cater to that those, um, those people, and this also serves to the new followers because they see him has, uh, they probably see him as a man of God. Oh wow, he included faith in his bio, and he is making a quarter of a million dollars in tech. Okay, well I could trust a man of God, right? Wrong, wrong. <laughs> Wrong, wrong, wrong. You cannot, you can't. I'm sorry. It's not an automatic. I remember um, like when I was much younger and I was around other women and we would talk about like our ideal man. And oftentimes what I would hear is the first thing, you know, people would be like oh, women back in the day, I don't know if they still do it. they would have a list of uh, just a criteria of what, they want their man to be right their future man their husband to be what what him what they want him to possess before they said anything else before they said um you know he's kind he's generous he's resourceful he's funny you know before they say anything he's fine he's attractive right he lays it down right (laughs) hello (laughs) hello um and again i grew up in the church and so many of my peers at the time would say, man of God, I want him to be a man of God. I want him to be a pastor. I want him to be a preacher. I want him to lead sermons. I want him to you know, be all these like key words and key things that demonstrate this, this strong leadership in, in following Christ. That was the first thing they said. And that may have been the only thing they said, if I could remember. I don't really remember... I don't really remember hearing much of anything else. It was just make sure you're a man of God. I just want him a man of God. Just man just, just any old man. I want any old man as long as he's a man of God. No, I don't. A lot of these men in God <laughs> are corny. Hello? Is the mic on? Hello? Is it still running? Hello? A lot of these men in God are corny. They have no personality. They have no sense of humor. They have no direction in life. They just follow blindly to whatever leadership is telling them. They have no ambition, no desire to be great, to, to create something of their own. They just kind of follow the status quo, and that's it. Even back then, being the Maxine that I was then, and y'all know me as the Maxine now, right? Just imagine me back then. I wasn't even really in my bag mentally as I am now. But the Maxine back then still wasn't interested in shit like that. Like, I was like, what? I mean, cool, a man of God. Like, I still kind of fell for the impression that a man of God makes but i was very much still not convinced that that was it for me because i think we are such complex beings that saying you just want one um one criteria one type of trait in a person is enough is ridiculous like you're setting yourself up you really are there's this um person i used to follow on instagram years ago when i was caught up in the whole, you know, following these, like, Christian accounts and believing what they would say. And honestly, I feel like that's, like, being under a spell. I feel like when we blindly follow some people, specifically in the religious sect, we are under a spell. Like, we're not questioning what's going on. We just acquiesce to it, and it just is what it is and during that time I think even though I was a free thinker and still am but at that time I was a free thinker and like would have questions I was very much under a spell because of course I grew up in the church went to church every single day almost every single day Sunday schools um Sunday school Wednesday night Bible study Friday service youth service sat on Saturday that last like a majority of the day. Like I was always in the church. The church was my second home. Um, and there was this person who I followed like a couple of years ago, not too long ago, honestly. And I stopped following her a couple of years ago, but at the time when I was following her, I remember she was preaching this rhetoric of being, um, just chased basically. So she will wait until she, she, she wanted to wait until marriage to have sex. And she says she wanted her husband to be on to, to already be on that same path, right? Um, she met her husband and they dated for seven months. But prior to her meeting him, she says she really wants her man to be a man of God, a man of the word, you know, a man who dies by the word, who who reflects on the word, who knows his word, who knows the different points in the Bible who could references the Bible, who could lead by the Bible. And it's like, the Bible, the Bible, Okay. Okay. But who is he has a person, right? I think sometimes we get so for Christians in particular, they get so caught up in as long as I'm following the Bible, then that's all I need to do. That's the only personal development that I need to have. And I think you know, like I said, we're so much more than just one thing, right? You're not just a Christian. You're not just a believer of Christ, right? You're someone who likes fashion. You're someone who likes fitness, and you're someone who cares about nutrition. You're someone who likes jokes. You're someone who, like, you're a lot of things that describe your, like, you can't even You can't even still say who you are in totality because you should always be growing and learning and uh, adopting new philosophies and challenging things and yada yada yada, right? Um, so when she came across, when she came across and would produce different videos and content that talked about. Oh, um, I, I want a man who, who's a man of God. That was all she focused on, right? So that anyway, she meet her husband. They dated for seven months. They got married. And they will produce, and they had children. They will produce these videos together of, like, either them on live video or, like, pre-produced videos. And in any one of those videos of them together, he didn't like her. Let's just be very clear. First, I don't think he was all the way straight. Let's be very clear. But aside from that, I felt like he wasn't really as into her as she was into him. It seemed like he was perturbed with her almost in every video. Like, he didn't want to do this shit. Like, (laughs) just very much annoyed. And yet she was presenting this, like, perfect image of hey if you just follow christ he'll bless you with the husband like girl this this is the blessing of a husband this is it because <laughs> i don't want that i don't want that she's i remember she was saying in her videos of like how she met him or how she knew he was her husband she would say god spoke to me and i just want to understand how 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 did he speak to you was it audible? And she was making it seem like he spoke to her audibly. Like there was a Morgan Freeman voice that came down from the heavens and said, my child, this is your husband. Girl, you having a schizophrenic moment. What's going on? Like, let's let's stop, okay? Anyway, I bring her up to say she is another example of a grifter, a grifter in Christ, okay? During that time, I would follow this community that she started. I can't remember the name of it, but it was basically about uh, she garnered towards women and would have these conferences and meetings and these, like, support groups for women to withhold from sex with their partners and while they're dating and to wait until marriage. Um, And God will bless you with a husband. And to, like... Be this like this prissy, prim girl, and yada yada yada. And it's like, but first of all, that's not gonna happen. Like, there, there's no, people think there's like this guaranteed way to go about things when it comes to like romance and when it comes to marriage, when it comes to relationships. Like, there's really no guaranteed way. You know how people be like, oh, you know, you shouldn't have sex on the first date. That's gonna make him think you're, you know, you're not serious. Shut up. It's it's gonna happen. It should happen, okay? Like stop. Like l- stop. Like that's not. <laughs> I don't follow that. I, I didn't. I didn't follow that. You know. Anyway, going back to this 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 initial grifter, the guy. He's talking about quarter millionaire in tag, but he's not being specific, right? Like he'll say only these keywords to garner an audience, to garner more followers, to get them to follow his. His page to sign up for whatever he's he's promoting, and it's all manipulative it's all deceptive and it's just so deplorable. I think scammers of any kind, but specifically scammers within the Christian realm are just scum of the earth, like you're just scum, you're the the gum under my sneaker, okay, that I try to avoid when I was walking on the street. But I got caught up on you and I'm just so fucking annoyed because I got this gum under my sneaker. That's you. That's people like you. Like, that's that. Those are scammers. Those are the people who I feel like are the gum under my sneaker. And when I look at people like him and how it's so meticulous, right? Like, and for those who may have just been following him and know and only know him as, the account that he's portraying right um he's only oh he's a tech guy and he knows all this about tech it's like but you're not though like you're just trying to hop on the next bandwagon which is tech now in order to garner more people to to um follow your rhetoric during this time or prior to him rebranding when his account was more so about (coughs) excuse me when his account was more so about um, following Christ and stuff, he would have um, these Instagram reels, and he would focus these reels about his, like, commentary or comedic flair or whatever it was about a particular biblical story. So King David, you guys know King David, the, the whole David and Goliath, Goliath story and how David won – So King David is known for that story, for those who may not be of the biblical background. But King David also has a famous story with a woman named Bathsheba. And Bathsheba was a married woman at the time when King David noticed her. And King David noticed her when she was bathing outside on her balcony. And King David noticed her while she was naked and taking a bath. And in that moment when he noticed her, he lusted after her. He wanted her. He was attracted to her. His body was erecting. His dick was erecting because of how beautiful she was. So immediately he goes to the house. And mind you, she was married at the time to a soldier of King David. His name was Uriah. And King David ordered for Bathsheba to sleep with him. And I say ordered because that is what it was, right? When you're a king and you're requesting something, I mean, you're not even a re- requesting. It's an order. It's whatever you say goes. And so because he wanted Bathsheba, and even though she was married to somebody else, he still got what he wanted. So he ordered for him and Bathsheba to have sex, and so they did. And um, this grifter in Christ, he made an Instagram Real commenting on this, talking about oh, King David saw what he wanted and went after it, and you know, he's that man, and he was doing it in a tone that was very like lighthearted and ha ha ha, right? Yet, um, it didn't spark well to a lot of people. So, this other person who I used to follow, I don't follow her anymore either, <laughs> but she called him out on it and said that he was, uh, playing dumb to the fact that Bathsheba was raped. She had no power or she had no choice to say no to King David's request or order to have sex with him. And so at the very end of the day, she was raped. She was coerced to do something that she probably did not want to do. And um, they are going back and forth. Uh, Grifter in Christ was like, like – Trying to justify it but i noticed that whenever he would start with his response to the backlash that he received he'll start it off with a couple of words and then he'll say oh if you guys want to know what i what i say in full then sign up for my patreon you know go behind this paywall and you'll read or you know, watch or listen to whatever I say in response to this, right? So he he would do certain things. So I say that as an example to say that he used different content techniques and different tools to purposely garner more people to his page, whether it was good publicity or bad publicity, he used that as a way to get people to come to him. And it works, it works, Um, it works unfortunately. But the point of that is, you know, you're using a biblical story for your selfish gain, right? You're not trying to really promote the love of Christ or Christ's identity. You're not really who you portraying yourself to be. So now that he has a whole 180 of his Instagram profile account and he's talking about how he's a quarter millionaire in tech and it only took less than a year and but it's just so scummy. I just hate people like that. I don't like when people you know and look, let's say all of this is true. Let's say he really is making fifty five thousand dollars more than what he made previously in whatever career he was in. I just feel like when people are so quick to detail their their salary, their income, the money that they're making, I think it's just so tacky. I think it's so declasse. I feel like it's just it's unnecessary and it's ultimately a way to boast is ultimately a way to kind of say, "Hey, look at me. I'm this hot shot." And it's not to say that you can't be an inspiration and talk about how how far you've come and how much you worked hard. I, I feel like I don't know. I think there's, I think there's there's a way to go about it. Like you can like you can't really be as genuine as you could be. Because you're always talking about how much more you're making, and you're especially if you're talking about it in a way that is boastful. I remember when I was on this trip with a group of girls in Miami and go back to that episode y'all if y'all know y'all know well I' if I go into detail with that bullshit, but I was in this girl's trip, and uh many of the girls I was with they were coming into new money and what i mean by that is they were making more money than they have previously and they just kept on saying numbers they kept on saying i'm making thirty thousand more thirty thousand dollars more than i made previously they just kept on saying numbers right and it just would be It just would be like these random moments of them blurting out how much more money they're making like i'm talking about this burger right now and i'm not talking about any of that it just felt so weird excuse me i got a frog in my throat it felt so weird and unnecessary that i just couldn't understand why they kept saying that but now well soon after that moment I realize it's just a way to flex, and it's really insecurity. It's, it's really a way to say, hey, look at me. I'm top shit now because I make the money when it's really Look, money is nice. I'm not trying to say, you know, don't make money. I'm not trying to say don't find ways to earn more money. Shit, I'm trying to find ways myself. But I'm saying there's a way to do it with class. And when you're in the midst of people who may not be of the same bracket as you financially, or who may be struggling financially, and you're over here boasting about how you make thirty-five thousand dollars more than you made previously. And I knew how much you made previously because we worked in the same school. It's, it's unnecessary, and it's day class A. It's tacky, and so and it, and you're not doing it in a way to to uplift someone else because you're you're providing opportunity, right? It's not like you're saying, hey, the business that I've been running, that's legitimate, is um, making a shitload of money in profit and I'm able to hire people on and I would love to hire you on for this amount, I could help you find it. Like, you're not doing it in a way to say, hey, I could really open doors for you if you come on with me, like, because I got the money, I got the capital to do so. You're not doing it that way. You're just doing it in a way to say, hey, I'm doing it. You're not doing it in a way to help others. So ultimately what I think happens is oftentimes when people who make money that is of a higher level than normal, I guess, not normal, but that is more of a higher echelon, they they say it and they speak about it with such just the class a just such tackiness and it's very disturbing it's disgusting i think it's inappropriate i really don't find any time necessary to discuss the specifics and how much you make so him even saying oh he's making 55k more is even saying that alone makes me cringe and yet you talking about or you used to talk about being a follower of Christ, but I barely see anything Christ like on your page, right? You know, just two episodes ago, or maybe last episode, I talked about how Christian, yeah, I think it was last episode. Yep. I talked about how Christian influencers are really, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's a hype no, it's a it's so, a no, not hypochondriac. It's a no, shit. What's the word? It um, oxymoron. It's an oxymoron to be a Christian influencer, because ultimately, when you're when you're an influencer, right, you're influencing me to buy something, right? I'm clicking the link that you're promoting, and based off of the amount of links that you, based off the amount of the clicks that you get per link. You get a commission off of it. The brands see that you garner a strong audience and you get rewarded financially from it. Right. And so you could be, you could be marketing to me or influencing to me that I should buy this, I should buy that, I should buy this, I should like I like whatever I have is never enough because you're always going to influence me to buy more. And whether your influence is well-intended right maybe I do need this organizer for my bathroom products maybe I do need a new rug because your rug looks even better and this is the type of style I want to go for it presents this idea that it's never enough that I'm never enough that I have to keep on buying to keep up to keep up with the changes, right? Because language is fluid, right? I gotta keep on changing the words that I use. And I gotta keep on buying things. I gotta keep up and keep up and keep up and keep up. And when you're supposed to be a Christian, you're not supposed to influence followers of Christ to focus more on the material things. You're not supposed to influence them to to focus on buying this and buying that and excuse me and whatever car that's the latest you should get that you're not like that shouldn't be your goal the focus should always be Jesus and look I'm not here to preach anyone. I'm really not I'm just saying like I'm I'm spotting out things that are disingenuous I'm spotting out things that are not in alignment with each other so I'm here to expose you niggas (laughs) and that's gender inclusive okay because, like I said, scammers. There was that woman Christian who, you know, uh, dated her husband for seven months before they got married. She's a scammer, and this the guy I was talking about. He's a scammer as well. So it's not exclusive to men, not exclusive to black men. Black? No, it's everybody. Like it's all these motherfuckers. I, <laughs> All of y'all are scammers. Fuck. Not everyone, but of course, this there's, there's a good amount. It's a good amount of grifters. And I think, you know, when people use like their appearance as a way to garner more people. <laughs> that's the key word for the day, right? Garner. <laughs> it's like pretty cool. Um, to garner people to um follow them and trust them, that's also a way to influence them more. So the woman influencer who I was, well, yeah, I guess she's an influencer, but yeah, the woman who I was talking about initially who dated her husband for seven months, they didn't kiss until their wedding day, some bullshit, like, what are y'all doing? Uh, okay. Um, she's a tragic mulatto. She's a tragic mulatto. And I know mulatto is not a acceptable term anymore, but fuck it, I'm still saying it because the point of what I'm saying that is you know, back in the day during the Jim Crow era, you have these um, these black people who were many of, a lot of black people during that time. They didn't know where to fit in because they had such fair skin, and um, they could pass for white, but they weren't obviously white, white like all the way like pure white, quote unquote, and they weren't accepted by the black community, right? They weren't black enough. So they had their tragic story of no one accepts me, no one likes me, who am I, identity crisis. So that's why I'm saying the word tragic mulatto because it's a historical term. I'm not trying to be offensive. I know mulatto means like a donkey or something. <laughs> it means some shit, like, damn. But the point is, this was a term to really describe the historical aspect of, of that um. Of, of that time period, okay? So that's why I'm sticking to it for this purpose. But you have these tragic mulatto as grifters who was able to garner more black women because if you notice, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys have, but, like, um, oftentimes these lighter-skinned black girls are in cliques with, Black women who are of a darker complexion, okay? And they're the one of one lighter skinned black girls who are in a group, who is in a group of darker skinned black women. And why is that? It's because these darker skinned black women see this tragic mulatto as this this, um, this token beauty as this exotic thing. And this, this like this beautiful token piece of gold, like, Oh my gosh, I want to be her friend. I want to be close to the white massa. And this is the closest I could get, you know? And so you have this tragic mulatto being praised and worshiped by many of these darker skin, black girls. And I saw this a lot growing up, growing up, Um, In Boston, in the schools that I went to, um, schools, I'm saying that like I went to so many schools. No, the first to eighth grade school that I went to and the high school that I went to, I saw many examples of these tragic mulattoes having so much popularity, having groups of darker skinned girls who followed them, and whatever they said was gold. And it was like, but... What? And they won't even be like the prettiest of pretty type of uh light skin person or like you know this person in general. But because they were lighter skin, it doesn't matter if they had crooked eyes, it doesn't matter if they had no teeth, it doesn't matter if their breath stank. it doesn't matter if they always had dust in their eyes. It, they're light skin, their hair is a finer texture. Oh, this is beauty. This is it. Uh, nigga we made it right <laughs> so i think about <clears throat> just how that still remains has a thing to this day oftentimes you have these tragic mulattoes just leading this type of scam <laughs> <laughs> the fuck am i saying but i mean i'm dead ass take a moment to really look at look at it and think about your past and your your upbringing and think about the the light skins that you came across, or maybe you, maybe you are the light skin I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you have a lot of darker skin friends? Do they worship everything you say? Is whatever you say gold? What? Maybe it's you, and I mean no offense. Again, I know mulatto you know politically incorrect. I'm not trying to offend you. I can't be mad at you for, you know, how you turned out because, you're, you, you know, your mom is white and your father is black. It is what it is. But the point is, history is showing its ass all the time. So, going back to this nigga first. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a grifter. He's a fucking grifter. And it's just, I just think ultimately, you know, you have these grifters everywhere, but, ugh. I think the ones who grift in the name of the Lord is just scum, scum. And you know, what's interesting about it is that prior to him rebranding Jesus, the name of Jesus was frequent throughout his his um, Instagram profile, right? And so he presented this persona that he was a follower of Christ and that you could trust him and you could kind of follow what he says and yada yada yeah. But now on his page, I can't find the name Jesus anywhere. Like, who do you follow, huh? Who's this faith, or, you know, who do you have faith in? Because it just says faith, right? It says tech and faith. Do you have faith in tech? Is that it? Because, pick up. You know, people can make gods out of anybody. This this water that I'm drinking every now and then could could be my god, right? we're all, if you want to look at it as a way of, um, you know, we're all examples of God, right? God made us in his image. So you may look at yourself as a God. Are you worshiping yourself? Are you putting faith in yourself? You know? So like, who are you claiming as your savior is what I'm trying to figure out here? Because just a couple of, you know, years ago, you had a profile focused on Jesus Christ, but now it's about tech, right? So, And you know, what's interesting about it is for those who may not be familiar, um, and being that I grew up in the church and how I'm very well versed in how, um, Jesus is a name that you say in the midst of demons, the demons shrivel, they tremble at the name of Jesus. They literally tremble at the name of Jesus, Jesus because his name is so much, uh, it's so, so powerful. It's filled with so much power. You know, you don't have to say, it is no shot to Catholicism, you know, and Catholics who, who may listen, shout out to y'all, but you don't have to say the Hail Mary three or four times. You don't have to, you know, say the serenity prayer. Like, you don't have to do anything. Like, just say the name of Jesus. I bind you in the name of Jesus, right? I, I release you from this demonic spirit in the name of Jesus. Just saying his name alone is enough. It's enough. And demons tremble. Demons vanish. Demons can't fight back because his name is powerful enough. Growing up in the church, I, um, I'm I preaching. Hello? Give me my time. <laughs> if y'all want to donate to this podcast, Click the link in the show notes. Sign up to be a patron so you get access to exclusive content. I appreciate it all. But going back to what I was saying, um, growing up in the church, like I said, I was always in the church, very frequent in the church. It was my second home. And uh, we will have moments when we'll have prayer services. And sometimes these prayer services will be at people's homes. Um, there was this one, and I've been to so many, but one of the ones I'm thinking about right now that I went to was at someone's house, and it was a couple of us in a circle praying, worshiping, praying together, focusing on a specific thing, bringing that prayer up, um, using our words out loud to pray together, like really coming together as as a body of Christ, right? You know, when two or more come together, Christ is with us. So um, when you have someone in the midst of that who is not in in the um, possession of Christ, right? And what I mean by that is when you have someone in the midst of that who is possessed by a demonic spirit, that moment of worshiping God and calling out the name of Jesus that moment is going to be incredibly difficult for that person because that person is under the possession of a demonic spirit. So when we're calling and praising the Lord and saying Jesus's name and saying his name and saying his name and saying his name, saying his name that person who is, let's say her name is Rachel. Rachel is, is uncomfortable. Rachel is rocking back and forth because Rachel is not Rachel. Right? Rachel is really Imana. I'm saying a random name. Let's say Imana is a name of a demon, right? Because I really don't want to say a demon's name right now, right? But say Imana is a name of a demon. Imana has taken the body, has a habitat for itself in Rachel's body. Now, Rachel is rocking back and forth. Rachel is ticking. Rachel is is blurting her eyes. Rachel is screaming because Rachel is under the possession of Imana, the demon. Now, the prayer warrior in that group, right, the one who's leading the prayer, recognizes this. And so she is performing a deliverance service, deliverance ceremony, To deliver Rachel from this demon named Imana. Again, I'm making that Imana up. That name Imana, but I'm not making this up, right? Because I've seen this with my eyes. I've seen so many examples of people who were not in the possession of Christ. They were in the possession of Jesus of sorry. They were in the possession of demons. And when they're in the company of those who are worshiping God, that demon is uncomfortable because what? You're saying the name Jesus. Jesus is my enemy. Jesus is the one who could capture me. Jesus is the one who could who could destroy me. So I'm uncomfortable, and so, um, and, and a, the way to deliver that person to deliver Rachel from this demon, this prayer warrior is is binding this spirit, is binding this demon in the name of Jesus. And so they'll say, um, you know, these words like i bind the spirit in the name of jesus you have no place here in the name of jesus like you'll speak the word the name jesus over and over again to deliver rachel from this demon and it works every time and the point of what i of me saying all this is say the name jesus holds so much power right that's really the essence of it all so when i look at this grifter in christ who used to have this profile that would say Jesus' name and, you know, would talk about following Christ and him now no longer having any of that presence is um, clear to me that he's a grifter and it's clear to me that he's under demonic possession. I mean, look, I'm, I'm joking about that last part, but I think maybe it's true, right? I think, honestly, when someone is afraid to say the name Jesus and you're trying to present this uh this uh this picture of you being a follower of Christ and you haven't said Jesus at all throughout any of your posts that's enough for me to see oh this nigga's full of shit. He's a scammer. He's a scammer. So I hope no one sign up for his bullshit ass boot camp. Um but, you know, whatever. Like, Look, this is America, right? Like, you can do whatever you want. Illegally, legally. I just hope those of you who are really trying to, like, better yourself, um, better your careers, better opportunities for yourself, I just hope you find ways to do it that does not involve... That does not involve scheming and scamming others. I think there's, like, there has to be a way to make more. I just can't believe that we live in a world where it seems like the only way to make more money is to scam niggas. Right? Like, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm too naive. Maybe I'm too, like, positive. I was uh, listening to something recently. They said how college is a scam. And that, for the longest, I've been holding off from really allowing myself to believe that that could be the truth, but bitch, I believe that too. I don't know. I think there are, look, I'm grateful for the degrees that I have. I'm grateful for the wealth of knowledge that I've gained from my years in college and the social skills that I gained, the relationships that I gained, all of that, but I think ultimately the the scam really is, and I you know I can't blame the college. I think more so the scam is the predatory loaners, you know, these loan companies, the government who easily give shit a hundred thousand dollars for the four-year that you requested for your years in college, to an 18-year-old, to a 17-year-old, I think that is the scam. Because why is it so easy, or why was it so easy for me to be able to to acquire so much money at an instant, (laughs) at 17, 18 years old, yet me and my 31 years of age, if I wanted to get even a credit card increase... (laughs) it's a problem, (laughs) right, you know, if I wanted to get a business loan or, I mean, I haven't tried to get that yet, but the point is, I've heard so many stories of people who are of adult age, you know, in their 30s, and they have to go through hoops, hoops, to, to get a loan to, to create a wealth for their families, for themselves, they have to go to hoops to ask for just a little bit of money, right? But, yeah, at 17, 18, I could get $100,000 like that, nigga. And don't get me started about med school debt. Like, what? But, yeah, I just, I don't know. I I, I would love to learn of other ways how people make money without, being fucking scammed it's just so it's just so it's disgusting it's deplorable nigga is a sham and you know i'm just disgusted by it let's talk about nick cannon let's talk about let's taco about it taco so shout out to me for a second because i've been making these bomb ass tacos what chipotle who chipotle who (laughs) <laughs> Motherfucker Chipotle, <and> <laughs> shout out to Be- Freckles Bay. Um, I've been making these tacos. Hello. First of all, I make a bomb ass mango salsa. Since I learned how to make the recipe, I've been making it every so often ever since. It's a great dip for your nacho chips, and um, I've been using it as well as you know putting it in taco. And you can put it like on top of your fish. I don't know. I'm just. I love cooking. I get so excited to cook, and I love when people love my food. Where was I? Okay, let's talk about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. So Nick Cannon, of course, has you may, as you may know, has been in the news for pretty for a while, for a while, and it's always another revelation of another baby <laughs> on the way. So he has his ninth, ba- nine, yes, the number after eight and the number before 10, his ninth baby on the way. And um, it's, of course, sparking a lot of controversy because people, a lot of black people that I've seen comment on this see it as, you know, why is he dating or why is he only impregnating non-black women. Like the women that he's choosing to be mothers of his children are non-black. And you know, they're of fairer skin, fairer or you know, looser hair texture and a lot of black women are having a problem with that. And initially I was like, well, let him let him go ahead and create these broken homes with that with you know, with those women. That's fine. Like don't do that with black women. That's that's fine by me actually. Um, and I will also, I remember saying how I think Nick Cannon was corny, but apparently Nick Cannon got that big dick energy from what, from what is seeming to be the case. Because I just, for the life of me, can't understand how a slew of women who are, you know, this exotic beauty are quick to line up and quick to be baby mama number seven, baby baby mama number nine, baby mama number six. Like, what is it about Nick Cannon? I came across a theory recently of maybe Nick Cannon is creating a cult. Yes, a cult. Now, Nick Cannon, for those who may not be familiar of, like, some of the things that he says... He presents much of a like a Hebrew-Israelite, a black Hebrew-Israelite rhetoric, a haltep rhetoric, and you know, to each his own. I respect your your personal perspective and viewpoint, but he he presents that type of rhetoric, and I think he may be of the belief that the more children he he uh, creates the The better it is for humanity, and the closer he is to God, and God will bless him even more because he is multituding the world. He's applying more, more blood. Like, you know, there's a verse in the Bible, something about like, go, go forth and multiply, something like that. But basically, that indicates that there is this encouragement to have more children. Have more children have, like there is no cap to it. have more children. And I don't think Nick Cannon is interested in being in a committed relationship. I don't think he's interested in marriage. Um, I don't think that's an interest of a interest to him, but that doesn't stop him from having children, right? Like it doesn't have you know some people are like, no, I only want to have kids within the context of marriage, right? Um, that's not his mindset, which is fine. But being that he's having a multitude of children amongst a multitude of women, it makes people feel uncomfortable. Cause it's like, wait, are these women aware of this? Which they have to be right. Like he would have, if you look at the timeline of everything, he would have to have been sleeping with multiple women around the same time. And you know, these children are just a year or like six months apart, because the other one gets pregnant right after he gets pregnant. The other one, like it's very close together. So I think about like, huh, I wonder if he is of this cult-like religious ideology. I was recently I was recently watching this documentary on Netflix called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. And it's about these these fundamental Latter-day Saints who is another sect of the Mormon belief and Mormons altogether. But this this sect is F, FL, Fundamentalist Latter-day, FLDS. They're more um, extreme with it because you can see it in just the way that they – portray themselves, how they dress, how cut off they are from the real world, what they believe and stuff. So they believe that God has instructed the men to have a multitude of wives and to have a multitude of children. And this is in favor of God. That's what they believe, that God is in favor of these men and these men will be rewarded for for their obedience and they will have a special place in heaven. So many of well all of the men had m- multiple wives and they had many many children like 60 children in total with the, like, eight, ten wives that they have, right? So I think Nick Cannon may be of that same belief. If you, like, subtract the religion aspects or that religion in, in particular, if you subtract the the marriage aspects, I just think he believes that he should, he should spread his seed and he should spread it wide and there should be more... Um, legacies of him, or more examples of his legacy, for when he moves on, he's able to see fruits of his work, and he'll see that in his nine children. Now, look, you know, people, some people believe that, and like, who am I to say? Like, I think ultimately, though, these women are willing participants. Now, whether they may be of this. Like cult like mindset, right? Maybe they're not in their well sane mental headspace. Maybe they're not, maybe they're not well. I don't know. <laughs> but either way, they still choose and decide to lay with this man and allow him to nut in them. And this is the production of a child. Like, you know, so you see this example and You see all of them back to back with the exception of Mariah Carey because he didn't marry her. They were married for a couple of years and and then they got a divorce. But I just (laughs) I really think something's going on. Something maybe not sinister, but I think at the very heart of it, cults are sinister. So maybe maybe it is sinister, but something's up. Something's up. Something's going on. Either way, he has a ninth child on the way. So God bless him. Hope he's doing all right financially. Let's talk about um atrazine, atrazine. okay, I came across this um Twitter thread about <laughs> someone said, and I don't believe I'm just gonna tell you what I read. It doesn't mean I believe it. I just find it interesting. <laughs> someone tweeted and said, there's a lot more gay people now more than ever, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh, what the fuck? But I'm, of course, clicking on it. Like, well, let me see what you got to say. This is interesting. What do you mean by that? Like, maybe there's something to it. I don't know. So I look into it, and someone responded and said, there's atrazine. And I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but there's atrazine. It's spelled A-T-R-A-Z-I-N-E. There's atrazine in the water. And, um... I'm like, what's atrazine, right? So I look online, researching it, and I see that atrazine is a herbicide used to prevent and kill weeds. It's used for a variety of agricultural purposes. And um, it has been a common pesticide used in our drinking water. Now, so shout-out to Alex Jones because I actually heard of his um, his claim that the frogs are gay now. Like, there's a lot of gay frogs, and that's because of atrazine. And I didn't realize it was connected to this. So I made that connection in my head. Like, oh, I remember hearing this from Alex Jones because Alex Jones was just on this, like, tour of saying how <laughs> frogs are gay now. And... Um, it comes from this, that apparently with atrazine in the water and in pesticide and herbicide, it affects the reproductive system of frogs. And a lot of frogs are born as hermaphrodites. They have both genitals, male and female and many of them are using, you know, the male genitalia and fucking other males from the back. So, um, or from wherever. I don't know how frogs are set up. I don't know if it's too different from humans, you know, male to male. But the point is there's this chemical that is impacting the sexual makeup, the, rep- the reproductive makeup as well, in animals and if it's affecting the animals then it's affecting the human beings as well. So I looked into it some more and there are some like key areas that show how it affects humans. So here are the areas that affect humans from Atrazine. Low testosterone, increased risk of miscarriage, Reduce male fertility, low birth weight, increase chance of any birth defect, neurotoxicity, and cancer. So that's a lot, right? That's a lot of things. Um, we see that there's a lot of examples of women who may not be able to carry, who may not be able to conceive. Um, And this may be a factor. They may have been exposed to Atrazine. Atrazine, they may have been with a man who has a low fertility rate. Or they are able to give birth, but the babies had a low birth weight. Like, there's so many different effects to it that it's very fascinating. Um, I wish this was talked about more. Only person I heard this from, as far as that's in like the media and stuff, is Alex Jones, and I'm just wondering like why isn't this discussed more in order to protect and preserve the human race? because they're trying to kill us. But, excuse me, that's really the thing. Like, <laughs> like, you have so many factors set against the reproduction of humanity. And y'all wonder why Nick Cannon is out here giving these women his sperm because he wants to create more humans. So, maybe I'm not too mad at, at Nick Cannon. I mean, I was never mad, but maybe there's a purpose behind it. Like, maybe he's recognizing that there is a deliberate attack against the human race, and he's doing his part to preserve it. And maybe these women are aware that this man is not trying to be with me full time, is not trying to be my man exclusively, if at all. This is just a a shop for him. Like, look, maybe these women are at a stage where they realize they want children of their own. Maybe Nick Cannon is providing them with an opportunity, right? Obviously, it's a come up financially, Although they may not be married, although they are not married, this is still a cash cow. And unfortunately, you got to look at the kids like that, really, because you have the daddy who's making a million dollars, well over a million dollars. So he's doing pretty well for himself. And yes, he's spreading that wide over all these kids. But hey, you're one of them. You're one of the children's mothers and you're going to be all right. So, um, maybe there's something to it. I think Nick Cannon, and being that he's in that like Hotep, black Hebrew, Israelite category, I think he is very well aware of the atrazine in the water. And he probably is doing this to preserve the human race, you know, by at any means necessary in his own way that he could control it. Now, the solutions to, to, um, Preventing this herbicide and pesticide from impacting you is to be mindful of what you eat and what you consume and your environment. So maybe humidify so it said three different categories: food, environment, and water. So um recognizing the water that you drink, like is it pure? Is it really pure? Is it alkaline? Is it natural spring water? Do your research on your water. The food that you consume. Is it clean, right? Um, are you cleaning it well? Are you cooking it well? Um, some foods maybe will just always be inherently dirty. I know some people have very strong reactions against pork. Um, so you know maybe pork is something that you should avoid. And I hate like I don't like telling people what to eat, you know, because I I get it. Like especially if you're in a culture that prays different foods that may not be seen as healthy today like pork right um in the Haitian culture we have this dish called glio which is fried pork and that shit right there like if I could eat anything in the world for the next three days and not get sick and not feel guilty about because you should eat pork I would eat that shit every three days (laughs) like it's so good But I haven't eaten pork in a long time. I've been purposely avoiding eating pork because of things that I've learned and just wanting to live a healthier lifestyle, wanting to live long, as much as I could control it, of course. But pork is something that is not deemed healthy, right? Because no matter how much you clean it, the pig is always going to be dirty. The pig is the dirtiest animal, So regardless of how well you clean the meat and how much you show daily, you know, for the Haitians, y'all know what I just said. But for those who are not Haitian, show is when you just pour boiling water over the meat and you do this in the process of cleaning the meat to make sure bacteria is ridden and you are properly cleaning the meat so that when you consume it, when you eat it and you digest it, it is it is well, right? It is good in your body. It's being digested properly. But yeah, like, you know, unfortunately, when you get older, <laughs> there are things you just can't eat anymore. Like, even on some, like, if you get off of pork real quick, like, certain candies, like, even candy by itself, you can't even eat it unless it's, like, sugar-free. But that's not even fucking candy. Like, <laughs> this grown-up way of eating candy sucks. It fucking sucks. Like, I wish I could eat the the sour um strawberry uh what's it called sticks strawberry straws that's what it's called well sour straws but i always get the strawberry flavor yo i used to eat that like it was a job when i was younger strawberry was my only flavor that i liked and blue was good too blue raspberry but i love that candy now if i eat that 20 minutes, stomach hurting, on the toilet, shitting, okay? So, anyway, I say all that to say when you get older, your body changes and you have to make the necessary adjustments unless you just want to live an uncomfortable life, right? Unless you just want to always be in battle with your body, then that's your choice. But I prefer to live healthier as much as I can. Look, there's times when maybe you could slip and, you know, whatever, but majority, it's, it's a lifestyle change. It's um, it's a process. It's a day by day thing. What else do I want to talk about? Okay, this three strand DNA lighting at Queen Elizabeth's ceremony. I don't know what the hell was that about, but let me go ahead and get into it because this really um sparked my interest. So there was an event that took place in Britain, and apparently it's an annual thing. <clears throat> And it's supposed to just mark something, some ceremony that means something. So basically I'm gonna describe it to you guys. So you have Queen Elizabeth, she walks out of her castle into the front of it. There's some people crowded around and she touches this globe and the globe lights up this array of colors and lights. And the lights are all in white and they're in the formation of a three-strand DNA. So when you look up how DNA looks like, like typically when you look at DNA, it looks a certain a certain form, right? It's like this strand wound together, and that is the exact look of this lighting ceremony that Queen Elizabeth just did. And they're trying to say that this is symbolic to something, right? So what I'm looking at is that some some comments say they are trying to change your DNA so you become beasts. And this is um, referencing a portion in the Bible from Daniel 4, verse 16. Let his heart be changed from man's and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. Um, so that's interesting. There are these images that people will use to to support that this is symbolic of some demonic meaning, that <clears throat> the the image of the DNA, it looks like a serpent, two serpents wrapped around each other, and there's a positive and there's a negative side, as a DNA would. Um, and I don't know. Just look into it. It's just interesting. <clears throat> and it goes into, like, the tree of life, right? So the 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 lights connect to a tree that is lighted up as well. And um, it's supposed to represent something. I don't know what the British representation is. Like, I don't know exactly what it symbolizes there. Like, does it mean, like, like, oh, spring is here, or, you know, summer, the start of summer, is it their Labor Day? I don't fucking know. I don't really care to look into it, but, like, the whole connection that people are making, the conspiracy people who I follow, because I find them interesting, they're making that it's connected to them trying to control our DNA, and it's a baphomet symbol. It's not DNA. It's pretty fascinating. Fascinating. But, yeah. All right, you guys, I'm going to go ahead and end the episode here. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to comment on anything that I said, you could check the link in the bio or in the show notes specifically and click the link there and leave an audible message, and I will play it in a future episode. If you would like more content, check out our check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash godbuiltthis. The link is also in the show notes. And um, make sure you are subscribed to whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, whether that's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. Be sure that you have subscribed and you leave me five stars. If you like this content, if at any point you found this funny, enlightening, inspiring, please be kind and leave a 5 star review so you could click the five star um button whatever and um leave a comment as well that's also helpful as well so thank you again for listening and i will check in with you guys next time peace thank you for tuning in to another episode of god built this podcast with your host maxine be sure to leave a review give me five stars and of course subscribe Also, follow God Built This Podcast on Instagram at God Built This Pod. God bless.